listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. From the place where the father's gone, the mother's is hardly home, and the mighty gone's like us up in the Audi home. How the Mexicans say, we just trying to party homes. They want to pack us up in the box like styrofoam. Who gave Saddam anthrax? George Bush got all the answers. Back in the hood, it's a different type of chemical. Arm and hammer, bacon, soda, raise their own quota. Right when our soldiers ran for the stove, cuz because dreams of being hopeful went from being a broke man to being a dope man to being the president look there's hope man that's his inspiration for the most and the folk man shorty come see his mama straight overdosing and this is the soundtrack this is the type of music that you make when you round that hey welcome to the black guy with us podcast your host rod and karen and we are live on a sunday ready to do some podcasts and you guys can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic all the places that you find podcasts by just searching the black guy who tips we'll come up leave us five star reviews if they're nice we'll read them on the air we love those um and don't forget you can also find a lot of our old movie reviews out right now at the black out to spoil movie reviews on uh all the other you know all the podcast platforms yes and leave us five star reviews there also mm-hmm. the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme today's podcast brought to you by shadow doll productions makers of the comedy web series book crushers this week we went all in on neil gaiman and rice star wars expanded universe and the bridge to terabitha comments are especially useful to the algorithm so go on youtube put in shadow doll productions check out the book crusher series like it thumbs up share all those things helps them out tremendously helps us out as uh people they support all right let's get into some podcasting all right uh all kinds of stuff is happening karen you said you wanted to say some random thoughts yes yes i uh, the past few days just been thinking and and interacting with people online and i want to share you know some of the some of these thoughts a quote unquote and some uh, one of them just an event that happened um one thing i wanted to say was that the other night i woke up and it was so fucking hot in here i was sweating and i couldn't understand why and it was hot and i think you said something about the you had adjusted the temperature in here or something like that mm-hmm. so uh uh so for me because we keep it cool in here most of the time and so i've kind of my body at night has because i'm cold all the time but my body at night has kind of adjusted to rod's temperature as far as it being cool temperature get warm i start getting sweaty but this was kind of abnormal and it came out of blue and it woke me up so i didn't understand what was happening and you made a joke about are you going through the change i was like i don't know what the hell is happening and so (laughs) yeah she was like was it hot in here last night to you and i was like not not really um and she was like well, i was hot and i was like maybe maybe you're going through the change right and the, the 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 thing is uh you made a joke but you know i was really because when you said because we're opposite if you're not hot i'm like oh, what the fuck is wrong with me <laughs> because you always hot you like a, a walking electrical blanket you're always radiating heat and so i had your mama did my hair on friday so when she did my hair i was joking with them about it and she was like yeah she was like 40 is about the average age she said some people mature, you know they have premature menopause and some people is later on life but she said once you start hitting about that 40 she said that's when you kind of it's not as consistent as it is once you go full fledged but you might get a a flash every now and then so i didn't understand 
well 51 is the average age in the united states oh 51 my bad Mm -hmm. um but i didn't understand i was like what is happening what is going on and i know uh uh, I have family members who have had premature menopause. I had some family members who've been dealing with it since they're like late twenties or their thirties. So, you know, um, premature menopause, um, kind of, kind of sort of runs through the family. And so I had started asking women online. I asked on Facebook and Twitter, you know, when was the first time, you know, you started having a high flash to talk about menopause. And I learned some very interesting things. I did not know you could have menopause during pregnancy. I was like, word? They was like, yes. You know, some people was like, when I was pregnant, I kept having these flashes. I didn't know what was happening. And um, they were saying, like, when I, they were saying after I had my baby, I was fine. But they were saying when I was pregnant, because I'm assuming because you have such a shift in uh, hormonal changes during pregnancy. And then um, you have, I talked to some women was saying that it was like later on like you say about four about 50 you know some older than that some younger than that you know people women were talking about their experiences about how they thought they were dying they couldn't understand it was that because they said it just all of a sudden you're fine and all of a sudden your body temperature just spikes you know some woman was talking about how uh it makes you it makes them very irritable because all of a sudden you're just hot and you're sweating and you don't you know you don't know what to do and you know how know how to handle it and you know it's been something that um i've kind of i kind of talked uh, with your mom about it and she was saying she, you know we was talking about it uh and she was saying uh you can certain diets kind of reduce it you know certain things you eat can help reduce it the healthier the you know the more fit you are can kind of help reduce it. not that you won't get them at all but it would just kind of help reduce it and might and not make them as severe you know a lot of women time they wake up in sweats and they have to literally have to change sheets they a lot of women time i have to have to change clothes and i was googling online they have special type of underwear out there that can kind of help repel or draw especially designed for menopause that can kind of draw the, the menopause heat. panties yes that's, yeah menopause panties and like tops mm. and i've like, heard of period panties but i guess that makes sense yep and i i, I, I just kind of googled it and i was like you know let me kind of find out because i know women been having menopause for years so this can't be nothing fucking shocking to anybody but you know for me it's one of those things where it's brand new to me but it but other women have experienced this before and so but you you don't know that you're experiencing menopause no okay no i just just want to be clear i left the ac off one night this is not like this has become a whole other tangent but let's just start at the ac was left off that night so that's why i I made a joke but yes it was like a little warmer that night because i had forgot to turn it back on yeah but please go ahead yeah but I, i i started really digging in because i want to know like okay like what's really happening to me what's happening with my i'm just trying to bring it back to (laughs) reality because i don't want you talking about this like you had a uh this like saying i had heartburn and being like well you know i experienced a heart attack so i started looking up heart attacks and you know i was (laughs) i was having you know and a lot of people go through heart attacks and i was looking at the medicine and stuff you need to do about heart attacks and i'm like okay but we actually do have re- reason to, to to believe it was actually hot in the house because it was hot in the house okay cause- but go ahead and do your thing i'm just saying before you web md yourself into i'm dying i got fucking terminal cancer i'm trying to figure out what's happening with me 
it was just it was hot that night i thought we had resolved it that morning no. when i told you I, I i made a joke and then i said but no seriously i forgot to turn the e back the ac back on okay i didn't hear that part my bad no you did hear that part because you was like oh okay but, oh, okay but, but I- you did when it, then you did whatever this is yes but go ahead tell the world how you dying i'm trying to find out what was happening and like i said before because i know that uh early menopause when the family i was trying to figure out what was happening and like you said i i basically was trying to web and deem myself to death but i was trying to figure out what was happening and and i'm glad that i, I asked the question because it allowed me to uh talk to other women and find out about them you know it's almost like uh uh when you have never experienced things before, you just kind of want to find out because you know this this growing up thing is some bullshit. Um, and I know I'm grown, but you know as you age and, and your body changes and shit like that, particularly with women, women don't talk about shit that affects their bodies. Everybody like shh, hush, hush. Let's not talk about period. Shh, hush, hush. Let's not talk about postpartum depression when you have a baby. Or you know, let's not talk about shit because, like I said, I didn't know that you could have hot flashes during pregnancy, and I wouldn't know unless I asked. So it was just one, for, for me, it's just one of those things where it was more of a, how can I say, more of an educational question. Like, I just wanted to know, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, kind of what I was, uh, looking for. And one thing I can say, I, I, as much as people quote unquote hate on the internet, but the internet is, is a wealth of knowledge, uh, particularly with women that are willing to be truthful and you know don't act like everything being a woman is just this lovely great thing i wake up every day i feel fabulous i don't never have cramps i don't never have headaches my kids don't ever get on my nerves i don't ever want to punch a wild like y'all bitches need to go somewhere because that's not life you know so that's why i ask you know just because you just want to know um about you know these things that was happening you know but you look on the internet some people make you think nothing's never wrong with nobody and if you ever say anything is wrong with your life lord have mercy and you have a breakdown or you wake up that day and going these goddamn kids get on my motherfucking nerves act like you a bad mama or a bad parent or some shit like that but that's not reality so i wanted the truth so i'm glad a lot of people kind of helped me get a better understanding of what it was and what was happening and the signs and stuff like that okay but that's not what that's does not seem to be what it was or what was happening <laughs> so you just keep bearing but, off into this territory of and that's what i was going through and i don't think that's what you was going through that night there was one night we'll see if it's a trend we, if we, it is we, we, we'll we, see we, we will see uh, i don't know about the soundness of the medical information that's been coming out <laughs> on this part of the podcast i've been letting you cook but are we sure it was menopause during pregnancy not hat hat flashes uh do the hormonal shifts like are we sure it was menopause where your body starts producing more, more, uh, more, more of they were talking about hot flashes during pregnancy okay because i just feel like it's been a lot i of, didn't explain that yes they were talking about hot a, flashes during pregnancy yeah i've been letting you just kind of do your thing but i feel like it's been a lot of misinformation happening on that side <laughs> doing of the this segment. <laughs> but and i don't feel like and honestly to be honest i don't feel like getting letters so ah! that's, the only, that's the only reason i'm saying please y'all hold up don't take this as the gospel don't, don't write no letters y'all Y'all go look mm-mm, this up mm-mm, yourselves mm-mm. i don't if in case the heat turns off one night or the ac turns off one night during while y'all sleep and you wake up saying that you have hiv now like, <laughs> it don't work like i know it don't work like that uh, I, I should not have made that joke i did not know it's gonna be this serious 
I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that. But it just made me, put like this, it just made me think. Because I know that that's something that happened to your body as you get older. Mm-hmm. So it just made me think. And, it, and like I said, I just went down this tangent off of my thought process. It's called random thoughts. My, mm-hmm. my bad, y'all. This is just a random thought that I had that I put online. And I was talking back and forth with people online. And I'm just sharing with you the experience yeah nothing wrong with that okay so i want to get a I'm, i just want to make sure you just because at the end you keep going back to like and that's what i was going through so <laughs> i'm glad i looked it up and i'm like you i don't know that that's what you was going through and i want to reiterate that we do not know that that's no, it no we that's we, it we don't we we don't um and like i said just talking online it just kind of had it just made my mind tick and you know just listening i i enjoy more listening to other and reading other women's experiences more than anything else and so it was just uh uh uh, the interaction just made me enjoy that women are willing to be open because back to what i said before a lot of women are hush hush they don't talk Mm -hmm. about these things Mm -hmm. that actually do affect women okay what was the next thing you say you have more than one thing yes the next thing is uh when i had went to go get my annual uh last week uh the doctor was like uh you be turning 40 next year you're gonna have to get a breast examination and um not a breast but a, a mammogram breast examination a mammogram and i was like i was like can i do it here she was like no i didn't realize it was like a specialist so you have to make a special appointment i haven't made it yet and so i was asking about this too because i've never had it and you know from my understanding it crushes your titties like a like a mac truck so i was like hey what what is this mammogram thing for the women that have had it uh because you actually put your breast in the machine and it actually uh the machine actually uh smushes your breast down and actually you know scans your breast looking for um tumors and you know all that type of stuff oh, so it's a machine now yes it's a machine it's as it's a machine that does it okay um and so 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 that for a fact i know it's a machine that does it and so um i was asking you know women about you know that process and so you know women were sharing their experiences about um you know the uh the machine and you know about you know the process and most people say it doesn't last long a lot of people say it's very the the, the process is short um uh, when when they do the machine because i wanted to know because i was like well this is something that uh i get uh, done next year and i know I, I can't be i know i'm not the only one woman that's ever had this done before in my life and so you know from what i've heard that's what the machine does i probably need to actually see what the machine does but that's what i've heard it does so i was like okay now if it's flattening titties i i, I what is happening here and i guarantee a man made that fucking machine because if women made that machine it would not crush your titties it would actually be a, a more general process now i just had to say that because okay. that's just how i felt about that because i yeah, was some people uh in the chat are saying that it's, it's pretty much painless and then some people are saying it hurts so i guess you'll find out which one it it is for you yeah because boom maybe but, it's according to titty size you know, know, know what that's kind of what i what i've heard uh a lot of women said that the, the larger your breast the kind of the less painful it is the you know smaller your breast is a little bit you know painful but but everybody says it's just a quick it's just a quick process so at least it's not long and it saves lives so i'm 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 not saying that i'm not going to get it because it saves lives but you know i'm just thinking about why does the process have to you know 
flatten your breast out when i was think that's what made me think oh a man had to invent this because they don't give a fuck about flattening titties versus a woman be like hey you know what let's do something a little bit more gentler because i know how it feels to have my breast crushed like that okay and um uh two more things one and this is a short one which was hilarious uh we was uh I was at your mom and them house and we was talking. I don't know how we got on this, but uh I told Layla, I said I, I told Layla, I said, Yeah, Layla, I'm almost forty and Layla gave me that we bait gift like, What you you almost forty? I, I don't know how she thought I was, but she was like in shock and and disbelief that I was old. <laughs> yeah, she's very ages. I was too at that age. So she uh she thinks everybody's old yeah when you when you that age you think everybody over 20 over 18 is old so uh she really looked at me like oh uh, we're like for real though not almost like i betrayed her not you you can't be old i was thinking what you, i'm out of school what do you what do you think <laughs> and i guess because uh with layla i spend so much time with her i do a, a lot of the activities around things that she likes to do and uh we're gonna go to, to you know i bought us tickets to go to double dare you know i do i do shit like that well she's i mean we don't have kids and we're some of the youngest younger people she gets to hang out with we are that aren't her parents and Correct. you know with your parents it's kind of like you old because you're my parent you know even though i mean i'm real younger than us so right i think uh you know we also just kind of represent a good time let's, let's go to the movies let's go play video games let's go you know buy some shit so to her it's like y'all young you know but any a any number you would have said was gonna be old to her so <laughs> correct i don't it's not you know she's just an ageist she's just young yeah now like i said and i and i understand i used to be like that too but it was just funny being on the other side because i remember when i was young you know people i thought anything over 21 was old and i thought anything over 25 was old you know so now i i completely understand that and and i like i'm the type of person that i'm not a ever ashamed of my age i people that i just flat out tell you how old i am um it is because it is what it is it's either that or the other option is death so hey i'm proud of my age and you know i'm well, also we just in general when we're around layla we're not like don't do this don't do that you know i think that's what people when you're young you associate old with no you know like uh, old, older people don't want you to do shit and we just happen to not be the disciplinarians or whatever in her life and right. then also she's very well behaved and all that she stuff is. like i've never really seen layla do anything you know crazy shit so you know uh you know she's not a teenager yet so you know i'm sure it's coming but just in general it's kind of like for her we're not sitting around like don't do this don't do that don't go over there so i think she probably thinks of us as you know youngest younger but really it's just kind of like well you know we're not your parents we're not gonna tell you what to do and we're gonna have fun and and talk and all that stuff so you know i think she associates us that way yeah and also i think and 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 not to go on a tangent society underappreciates and devalues aunts and uncles that don't have children mm. like they they just devalue those that group of people 
like because everybody want to get on everybody like everybody's supposed to have kids but when you have your own kids guess what you ain't got time for other people fucking children because you're focused on your own so when you have this group of people that don't have children guess what they can do when you decide that you want to go clubbing or you want to go partying or you want to spend a long time along with your husband they don't mind keeping your kids they don't mind because they actually ha- and actually they actually plan they're like well i'm gonna keep your kids guess what we're gonna do we're gonna do a movie night we're gonna get popcorn we're gonna do this gonna- we we make the event a fun event and so it frustrates me sometimes when people kind of shit on particularly women you know aunts that don't have children like you're just the worst human being on the earth and you're just so selfish and so self-centered and you don't give a fuck about nobody but yourself because you don't have kids and i know it's a lot of parents that have kids and they don't give a fuck about their kids so what are we talking about here that has that those two things aren't the same and just because you don't have kids don't mean you don't care about children it don't mean you you're like get that thing away from me yeah i think um you know that's more of a woman thing for sure because i don't think men catch it catch it as bad like with the whole you ain't had no kids what's wrong with you necessarily i think for men it's more like you ain't got no kids are you gay you know that type of shit but not are you selfish you know right but with women it's like somehow you owe your body to the world to produce more human beings and if you don't do so then you let everybody down but you know i would say just as in general for me i I feel appreciated i mean but i feel like i'm born into a very fortunate family like my, my family just doesn't really trafficking a lot of that shit you know so it's like if it's like y'all not gonna have kids like i don't think so well all right you know like it wasn't a like when i'm gonna have some grandbabies every time we go to an event or some shit like that maybe like an uncle or aunt a distant relative or something but nobody in my immediate family acts like that so you know i've never felt that way and you know as far as with uh you know our niece and nephew you know i i feel like uh whenever we're around them and stuff we get to have fun and be you know like mm-hmm. they don't you know so uh i don't know I, i'm glad to have the family i have just because i look around at other people's experiences and i'm like yeah that that sucks you know right right and and i think for me uh sometimes um and i kind of said this before and i and because i'm older i'm more laid back but when i was younger i you were used to get an attitude with people when they asked me about kids because you know you are the ten thousandth person that have asked me about me having a baby you're not the first you're not the hundredth you're the ten thousandth and i'm tired of being asked the same motherfucking question like i'm on goddamn trial every time i come interacting with somebody so i used to get an attitude with people and be like mind your own goddamn business me having a child or not having a child has nothing to do with you i've kind of softened my stance on that a little bit and be like oh i just choose not to have it and keep it trucking but the thing is you don't know why people don't have kids and it's and, and to an extent it's it's somewhat and people don't really think about it because like you said people i i think we talked about this before people kind of use that as a particularly for women and they look at you as you you are childbearing age people just assume that if you present as a straight woman that you've had children and so they just make these assumptions that every woman wants a child and you know what's wrong with you a lot of people use it as what you call it icebreakers that's for women that's the immediate question well how many kids do you have and when you say you don't that kind of kills the icebreaker and a lot of women we they don't know where to go after that point like oh my gosh um uh, okay you know and everybody looking all crazy because they don't know how to respond to you saying i don't and then you know it's like I'm, i don't owe you an explanation to why it could be a variation of reasons why i could choose not to i may have had operation you don't know and it's not and i'm not obligated to tell you why yeah it's interesting though because i've had um 
a lot of like i've had that like now that i'm getting older as a man i've had the you don't have kids thing or people assume i have kids and stuff like 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 that um but i think the reaction to it uh for women at the younger age is also a lot about kind of um proving you know like it's like you have to be almost uh what do what's the word you almost have to be militant you you do like, so you like do. like at your younger age you almost have to be like no i'm not doing this thing that you keep that people think i want to do and i think there does come kind of like a a retaliation type of vibe to it like oh, I used you to know get and really so, angry yeah um but i think when you get a little older there's you know one society feels like well now it's a bad idea for you to have kids so they're not gonna question you as much but then too i think you just become more established and more secure about your stance and your view on things because you know it, at at some point you just like well this is me this is how i define myself and how you define me or what you think is not gonna make me mad not gonna make me happy not gonna make me sad it's, that's just something you need to deal with on your own and i think you kind of came into that Correct, correct, and like you said, it is one of the things where as you get older, like I said, you begin more comfortable, you know, with yourself and who you are and stuff like that, and um, <clears throat> I think there is a lot of women that actually fall underneath that pressure, and they some of them really might not want to have children. They might want to have a mate and get married, <clears throat> but it does not mean you want to have children, mm-hmm. and I think that, uh, like you say, you almost have to be militant because the people that keep asking you are very militant and they some of them ask you every time they see you every time you post something every time you comment it, you know it's a constant it's like a, you, you're constantly fighting and it's not always the same person but it's like society and people around you a lot sometimes even complete strangers and you're like come on dog like i said that's and i'm glad i've gotten older and i and that anger has kind of dropped because yeah it was a period of time i would look at you like <laughs> like you do you do you really want some of this today but you know now it's kind of more mellowed out yeah and my last thing that i want to talk about mm-hmm. my mama had a birthday party yesterday she turned 78 years old she actually turned 78 years old on october the 3rd but they uh had her birthday party saturday and i had a ball at her birthday party y'all because uh, one of my cousins uh wanted to throw her birthday party because they was thinking about with throwing it when she was 80 but she was like no i'm not gonna wait till she 80 she's like i'm, I'm gonna do it now she said because tomorrow's not promised so they threw a birthday party at her um the senior center and every day my mama goes to the senior center and she has like buddies and stuff like that and and and, and a lot of them actually came so we had it at the same place that she actually goes like every day of the week um and they do various different things they play bingo they work out they exercise you know um and she was telling and my mama's 78 but some of the people and she's actually young and she was saying that some of the people that come to the um, center are actually older than she is, like close, pushing closer to 100. And she was saying, like, one day she came in there and she, her, one of her necklaces had broke. And she was saying that one of the uh, older ladies actually opened up, like, a kit and pulled out a little kit and had all these metal tools and, and hand-fixed her necklace. I, look, I was like, worried about it? She was like, yeah. She was like, she hand-fixed my I didn't know what was happening. She said, but I clamped it back on, and she was like, I went on about my business. I was like, wow. And so she was saying that 
going to the cent the, the senior center makes her feel young again because she's she's the youngest out of them so a lot of times she'll clean plates and lot because cleaning is her thing i love my mama very dearly my honey when i was a child she got on my nerves with that goddamn cleaning she was like a neat a clean fanatic like it will be five ten of us at the house and it always looked like no kids was there she was the type of woman she's really old school she was the type of woman where she washed the walls or wiped the walls down she would get on her knees and she would hand do her floors she would hand wax her floors she vacuumed she dusted i mean she was like her house had to be meticulous at all times and my black ass was like fuck this bullshit the dust gonna come back the dirt gonna come back i could be doing other things with my valuable time other than goddamn cleaning i don't mind that reminds, cleaning. That reminds me uh october 30th we are doing our uh discussion for the ratchet reading club of uh this whole guy roaches in the crib but go ahead karen okay and um but for me i'm like why and when i was a child me and her always went back and forth with that cleaning you know, uh, and she would come in and she would, particularly when it come to dusting. And my mama, she was old school. I know some of you older people had this, but she had like these glass cabin, these glass, like, um, how can I say it? Uh, they were like glass and they would like be on these handles and they would be like stacked on your walls. You would screw them into your walls. I don't know what they're called. And she would have like these knickknacks on top of each one and the glass would collect dust. And so, she would be like uh i want you to go in there and dust and me and her used to go toe to toe about that dusting glass because i was like hey as a child i would never say this to her i told her this as i was an adult but as a as a child i was like i didn't buy none of this why the hell i got the cleaning for these ain't my <laughs> you know as in my mind i'm thinking i didn't purchase none of this why am i cleaning some shit that ain't mine <laughs> yeah black mamas be having like rooms you can't go in and shit in the house right like, shit wrapped up in plastic and shit yeah my mama used to like, do we, that we only go in this room to clean it it doesn't even make fucking sense to have this room this is a wasted this is a waste of a room right and then, no, the pope is never coming here for us to use this the good room you know what mm-hmm. i mean it's like the play clothes of a house is versus the the the, the church clothes of a house like we don't except we don't go to church you know you go to church every week but in that house and that den you never have a person over to so important that you break out the plastic furniture and shit that and she was old school with the china cabinet that had shit in there that i know about a probably closer to 100 years old and nobody ever ate off of what the why is this in here nobody's using it you know shit like that so me and her always used to go toe to toe because uh particularly when she had the blinds and i could see the dust like floating in the air i was like mama the dust is floating in the air why am i wiping this shit off of the dust to land right back where i'm wiping i'm like this is stupid mm, <laughs> i know you didn't say that no but that's what i was right. thinking it was stupid i was gonna say you still alive so i know you didn't say it <laughs> i didn't say it but lord knows that was my thought process and lord knows when i was a kid i used to get a lot of ass whoopings because i wouldn't say nothing but my eyes and my face expressions would let you know how what the thoughts that were coming out of my head it was like my face would let you know what what was that little you know the little bubble above your head my face was like she's like yes i'm talking to you and pick your face (laughs) you know type of thing so but i love her I, i i i love her um, but like I said, I, I clean y'all. I do clean, but I'm not a neat fanatic. 
mm, if, if, if it come between dusting and going to do something fun that shit can wait um but but that's just me you know because guess what the dirt gonna stay there until the dirt get moved so it's it's all right it's okay nobody's gonna die you know just because it's a cup in the sink you know the world is not coming to the end because you went to bed in the floor and get mopped tonight it will be all right it is not a cause for an emergency the house will not goddamn burn down it's okay particularly if you have kids it's all right you have kids your your house will never be cleaned again give that um um uh fairy tale world up you know like like a lot of women drive themselves fucking insane trying to keep a goddamn house clean with kids or you live there you live there it's okay you live there everybody get up everybody do their own thing you live there and so i i think uh uh that's one thing i can say she had kind of turned me off not from cleaning but turned me off from cleaning as much you know and, and i was a hard-headed kid i was very rebellious as a child and i was like whatever you say i'm gonna do the opposite you know i was i was that type of a kid um and it just made me going to the party just made me think about all our interactions and stuff like that and and i i love her very dearly and it was hilarious because um for the birthday party they i didn't realize this but they invited over like a hundred family members and so when i walked in it was a big ass family reunion for me because so many people i hadn't seen in years so i walked i was like oh i know you i know you so so that's how y'all see so many pictures a lot of them are people i had seen in, in years or some of them decades some of them uh uh you know how uh i hadn't seen since i've been like five or ten years old i don't even remember some of them you know so they had to tell me who they were and um went through that process and it was such a happy occasion it's, it was so much love and uh we danced and they have lots and lots and lots and lots of food and um i had a ball and uh it was literally like four five six generations of 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 children there and um it was uh wonderful to get to interact and get to see everybody and and show love and people gave speeches where people were just giving speeches and telling stories you know about my mama and their interaction with her and it was just it was just wonderful and um uh, my my mama who is who was actually my aunt uh but i call her mama uh it was uh um her daughter was actually uh the mc and uh who i call aunt debbie uh was the mc and uh she was going around talking about the kids and she was like and she was like well she adopted one more and and her name is karen and uh, karen here and i actually just sat there y'all because i was like i'm good you know because my thing was like all you know her, her brothers and sisters had went you know her children had went i was like i was good i was good you know not going up there not saying anything and so she kept talking and she spotted me i was like crap she spotted me so she made so she called my name and i went up there and i was um and i gave a speech and i'm so glad that i i got to give a speech uh directly to mama because i got to to tell her how when i was a child how um uh, because she got me when she was 40 so it was like a 40 year old having a nine-month-old uh child all over again so you know she literally raised me you know practically from birth and so i was telling her i must appreciate her and one thing i told her that um uh, being an only child man sometimes that could be hard because it's like i'm getting this all this energy and all this attention that i don't want i was like ain't you got time and effort to put this attention and spend this energy and effort on to somebody else can't you go do something else other than looking at me and giving me all this undivided attention but as you get older you begin to learn that a lot of it's out of love 
you know so i i the older i get the more i appreciate my mama and what she's done and her sacrifices and her love for me and the older i get the more i understand why she did the things that she did because when you're a child you know your perspective is very limited on adulthood and the decisions adults have to make and 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 as a child you don't look at your parents as flaws you don't look at your parents as people you don't look at your parents as 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 um a whole person and so you know the older you get you begin to look at them as a whole person you begin to say okay yes you know adults are flawed and my parents are human and they do make mistakes and they may have done some things but it you know it wasn't out of spite or hurt to hurt me or they might have done some things based off of the knowledge that they had at that time or based off the tools that they had at that time and so as you grow and you mature uh it helps me it helped me evolve so i had a wonderful time celebrating my mama she got lots of gifts and all types of stuff so i had a ball uh going to her birthday party yesterday and one thing about old people in their birthday parties that shit is in and out that shit was overlooked after six and i was like all right good i love everybody i'm out so you know they ain't gonna be like the like the young folks we want to party till midnight Mm -mm, them folks was like i got shit to do i gotta be in bed for the sun go down because bitch is late so that's one thing one good thing i love about party with old people um and they were getting it. Yes, we were talking about doing a wobble. Yeah, we were doing a wobble. We was doing electric slide. Honey, um, that what was funny is that, uh, some of the older people, they didn't really know how to do the dances, but honey, they were left, right, two stepping it and, and just right, left. And honey, we just had a, a ball. And then it was, um, one older, uh, gentleman, he had a cane and he literally danced the whole time. He danced, he danced till she turned off the music. He was dancing more than me. One pe- I, I put it online. He picked this cane up, honey, and he was getting it. And he was, I was like, oh my gosh, you got more energy than me. Woo. I, I, I had to go sit down, you know, but I had a ball dancing they had a photographers and so you know i'm probably gonna get some more pictures they have professional photographers there and stuff like that so i really really had a ball because i know i talked to you about it and stuff like that and he was like yeah go ahead and go and i i am so glad that i i went uh and i'm so glad that i got to show my mama love and i got to see family members it was just a really really happy occasion because a lot of times that much family don't get together a lot of times this is death so i was so glad that we got to celebrate her life and got to tell her why she was alive and living how much we love her and how much we appreciate her yeah plus i mean it's different than when we was growing up like with these older folks now like they be fucking so they, they was probably in there you know having a good time dancing and you know at six they was like y'all need to go like you thought you was getting to leave but they was really the ones like god damn these kids thank god they gone let's get back to what we've been doing up in this old folks home all day you know come on like that's why they, that's why it's lit out there now you know that, that probably is why it's lit and it was like no six o'clock all them young folks got to get the hell up out of here yeah big mama and papa and all them they getting it on now it's different than the old people we grew up with come on you know all these medical advances and drugs and mm, people living longer and shit yeah. yeah like you know they're not just living longer but they more you know productive at the older ages so right you know there's a lot of hips smashing against each other and getting replaced probably last night so 
you know it was dog because when i tell y'all they were getting it they was getting it yeah i saw some of the videos and i was like yep the mother people having sex uh all right let's get to uh the news thank th- thank you for coming to my ted talk everybody i just had to give all my thoughts out because that was on my mind you don't need yeah no problem um it's your show so you know uh sometimes i feel like i do too much talking so that was uh, a welcome change yeah because like i said uh uh other uh, other than me trying to md myself to death <laughs> yeah uh i had to uh get get those thoughts out because like i said the past few days just been kind of going and asking questions and it was just been interesting learning and stuff like that um all right let's talk about news what is going on in the news um actually i want to give somebody props because they wrote about us um i didn't even see this they wrote about it last us last year but i and it's a very short thing they wrote but i didn't you know i just i was googling our name because i was trying to find a link to spoil movie reviews mm-hmm. uh to see if it was on stitcher yet and i found this this blog post called the progressive writer podcast subscription mixtape by this guy named mike epiphany um and the website is herdtail.com and um he actually put us first which is uh kind of interesting is and uh we were in a section called for progressive perspectives the black guy who tips i have to start off with my personal favorite oh if you're not listening to rod and karen as often as you can you're doing yourself a disservice come for the black america progressive perspective on every social issue from current events to things people somehow still can't accept stay for their unmatched chemistry wit and fascinating insight seriously i can't recommend this podcast enough um and i posted a link on my on my facebook page somebody was like y'all got fraser cranes li- listen to podcasts now i was like ah because uh i think i think there's this idea that because of what we do there are no white people that listen to our show or white people are scared off of our show or whatever that's not true but that's 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 ridiculous right for the for nothing the- can get popular if white people in america don't to some level consume it i'm not saying Correct. that the main people that consume it but it's just fucking impossible for us to be you know on these charts and shit uh without somebody like hearing some of this shit and, yes you know i'm sure they can't hate every word of it so i appreciate uh the homie writing about us and uh putting it out there and um there's a bunch of other shows on this list larry wilmore's black on the air malcolm gladwell's revisionist history um you know the blacklist table reads uh uh just a bunch of stuff so um and he also was saying that um you know he was gonna make uh he also recommended like another list of other people to listen to for like women perspectives and stuff so anyway it was kind of a, um it was kind of cool thank you for writing about us thank you were you gonna say something i'm sorry oh no 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 uh did you want to do the stuff we forgot for yesterday oh yeah man this is quick too uh some people sent us stuff in the mail yesterday uh this last week two weeks and i forgot to mention them on the air um doing a feedback show yesterday yeah two things we didn't get notes for so if you send us something on amazon maybe you wanted it to be anonymous and that's why we didn't get a note but i know sometimes they send us a note like yo someone sent you something uh somebody sent a pumpkin spice shirt karen yes it says my blood type is pumpkin spice um which we can never have enough of these shirts um and then they also sent this like fragrance which is sounds so fancy i don't know if it's 
because it's all in french i don't know if it's for men women what it's just <laughs> ah it's a very in or the toilet uh which i think means cologne or perfume la occitane i don't know what any of this means it's got braille writing on the side like oh, this is that's too fancy. fancy for me uh so yeah i have no idea among all the aromatic herbs that grow along the paths of province there's one whose lemony freshness revives the body and the mind its name verbena when baskets are piled high with freshly harvested green verbena leaves its distinctive fragrance fills the air around the markets of province enriched with verbena extract from province and ver- verbena <laughs> the verbena or de toilet is a sparkling fragrance with a universal freshness did you spray it did i spray it yeah. uh yeah when i first got it i opened it up of course i sprayed it. i'm black yeah uh, you know just you know you can't put it directly on you just little that you want to smell some yes so that smells like lemon right you don't you ain't smell it okay yes yeah Sorry. okay I was gonna it, it drifted over give here it a second. okay give it a second okay we're not we're not ruffians over here we we just just a little sprite that's uh, good mm-hmm. and then we got a book and a movie which is which is funny because i'm sure whoever sent this probably thinks both one of these gifts is for you and one of these gifts is for me yeah shireen they say happy birthday rod enjoy oh wait no they are both for me oh yes. okay well, say, that will make more sense i was gonna say because i thought they had assumed but you know what you do you know me too well Mm-hmm. um but yeah they sent the villainous which is um a foreign movie um action movie about a woman that uh kills a lot of people impossible white man but starring an asian woman mm-hmm. um and um it also uh they also sent me the crunk feminist collective um Hey. which uh britney cooper um susanna morris and robin uh boylorn um wrote this uh book and i had it on my uh, wish list for a long time and now i own it bam thank you happy birthday to me thank you all right back to uh the news um sirius xm bought pandora for 3.5 billion I hope uh, Pandora get their algorithm better because I used to love Pandora, and this was years ago before like Spotify and uh, uh, Title. I think Apple Music may have been around, but I didn't use it back then. And the thing about Pandora was that you'd be rocking, then all of a sudden, I don't know what's up with the algorithm. It would just throw something random. You were like, I want to use, I'm, I want to play. Let's say old school R&B, and you be potting, and all of a sudden you hear some Aerosmith. You know how the fuck Aerosmith get in this? Like little shit like that used to irritate me because I was like, uh, no. If 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 I go from, you know, John B. to Luther Vandross to Janet, how is Aerosmith mixed in with this? So I don't know how they got the algorithm together. So that was one thing that irritated me. But once you had uh stuff like spotify and title and and then apple music kind of stepped their game up a lot of people actually uh left there are some people that still use pandora but a lot of people actually left and went to these other services where you can kind of more tailor make made your music and a lot of them actually not trying funny their list is actually better the list they create and the things they put together and uh it actually like with your shows you can actually listen to uh, soundtracks of shows like it is actually just so much better on these other genres and uh pandora actually just 
plain and simple and then what happens with pandora they don't ever a lot of times it's like a list and they just roll that same list around that is sometimes it's not a variety of music in, in the list sometimes if you listen long enough you actually start hearing the same songs over and over again so i was like well why am i sitting here listening to something that isn't actually trying to spread my music out or introduce me to anything new you know type of thing so i think my opinion that's why a lot of people left well the article says sirius xm is acquiring pandora for 3.5 billion the satellite radio company says intends to maintain the pandora service and brand along with its roughly 70 million monthly active users 5.6 million of which are paying members uh which stands at double that of sirius xm's existing 36 million subscribers Hmm. i wonder if they're gonna just turn this into like a bonus thing for their subscribers or something mm-hmm. right because uh, uh, you know if, if you pay you probably get serious i could see you saying hey you pay for xm you get pandora you pay for pandora you get x like that would make sense serious xm has previously invested 480 million for a 19 percent stake in the streaming service back in june 2017 leading to speculation that it might intend to buy the company outright now it seems pandora will lo- will join sirius xm's portfolio as its first full-on streaming service to complement its existing radio services which include an internet only subscription although pandora has been around for almost two decades in recent years it struggled to gain traction against new streaming music players such as spotify and apple music initially pandora was a radio style service that recommended music algorithmically uh based on your perform on your preferences rather than letting you select from a catalog then in 2017 it launched pandora premium which gave users the ability to curate custom playlists but in the first half of 2018 the company lost over 200 million dollars mm-hmm. yikes that's a lot of money yep because even with that uh you can select your own which is fine I, like i said before there are a lot of active users there don't get me wrong but i spotify and some of these other services are so much better at it mm. um another big you know kind of industry news or whatnot um buzzfeed uh stopped doing uh podcasting basically or they cut their podcasting team to focus on video uh which sucks you know because that was the home of some good podcasts another round was over there we've had uh tracy on our show before mm-hmm. um and uh i don't know what that you know what that means for the future of them i know they stopped making podcasts basically a year ago correct when uh some of the stuff before they announced these cuts or whatever i know they stopped making podcasts um and nobody knew what was gonna happen and you know i'm, I'm sure they get tired of getting fucking asked about that shit so i'm you not no they do i'm not even trying to go ask but um yeah who, who knows man i hope you know i don't you know i don't know what they're up to now but you know they weren't the only ones uh see something say something the news and reporting you also were um podcast over at buzzfeed and you know seems like they will no longer exist uh which is sad and sucks um and it's kind of interesting because you know people are speculating about what it could be and what it was and why um but i think for the most part um as a digital media company producing video content is probably easier to some extent um and less expensive because they've created a process of outsourcing a lot of it um than than it is to uh to commit time to doing a podcast especially if you're gonna you know invest like maybe in trying to get certain guests having a staff on hand that 
specializes in this stuff and uh you know if they pay them how they pay them stuff like that as opposed to you know the way they've streamlined the video shit where people can almost do it themselves and just give buzzfeed the video um and videos are shorter um and when it comes to advertising you have to deal with uh completely different monster that and i don't ever think that they were serious about it they don't want to invest this is like when people come out and they go we're a podcast uh uh app and you go well y'all don't have none of the features you didn't invest into this you really don't care about the genre what makes you feel like they didn't invest in the podcast they did because actually if they want my opinion if they won't do this right you should have created a, a network a, a whole net because you got engineers that you probably are paying full-time you have producers that you're paying full-time see a i don't net, know that they were paying them full-time but yeah i feel what you're saying a, a, a network would have made more sense because then you almost could have mass produced what you do to actually get more listening audience you could have had a, a just a variety of different show so what do you mean like network because like loudspeakers has a network right um are you sure buzzfeed didn't have a network or if they did i i don't other than those what are, what other buzzfeed podcasts they that's had i just said they around. had see something say something the news uh reporting to you there's uh they had several podcasts like it wasn't just another round and that's it like they just divested from podcasting period like they had been producing more than more than one and then decided we're just not going to produce any podcast anymore yeah and also i think that they like you say i think from their perspective and i guess because since we do podcasts uh and you brought up a good point they could have actually had people produce podcasts and give it to them just like these videos but something like that never crossed their minds well that's what they're gonna be sounds like they're gonna do now we decided to move to a production model that's more like our tv projects that is treating shows as individual projects with teams brought in as needed so i'm guessing they're looking kind of like atlanta monster serial things of this nature where we bring in a podcast to like serialize tell a story and outsource all that work and then we just bring them in and okay that project's over the end of that podcast and if you're looking for viral podcasting if you're looking to monetize uh, a topic that model probably does seem to make the most sense uh because that is easier to sell people on because it's closer to tv and people like this idea of oh 13 episodes is a season of blank podcast and it's about you know this murder that happened or something like that people like that shit now i'm not saying it's the only way to monetize duh, but for a company they're they sound like they're trying to investigate hits and when we talk about the biggest podcast that took the you know less least amount of uh probably takes the least amount of commitment and to get the most results and i'm not knocking those podcasts i'm sure they're a ton of work but you you are talking about serial you are talking about atlanta monster you are talking about these true crime like type of type of shows because you're just telling a story maybe you go interview a couple people you chop it up and edit it it's a lot of you know work that way but Mm -hmm. you know it's probably a less of an investment than hiring a couple people and paying them to give their opinion on things every week you know um and that would go into perpetuity as opposed to having a finite ending of okay you got 15 episodes to tell the story and that's the end um so that's one of the things i was thinking i don't all this speculation because we don't work there Mm -mm. um my understanding is they don't really pay people like 
on staff 100% like that anyway mm. as far as like even the podcast people weren't getting like uh here's your 401k your 40 hour a week job mm-hmm. so the, even the stability of that is probably you know not as good as it could have been um my guess is my guess as just you know the podcast professionals we are they could not monetize it as much as the profit margin on video is agree because the difference between video is let's say it does take the same amount of time to make a good podcast once a week as it takes to make a video once a week let's say i don't know that that's true but let's say it um it probably takes less but whatever the video is between two to five minutes probably the video has already been um commodified enough that we have um video we have like ads and stuff built into the base of it so here's a five second ad you click past it human beings have already adjusted to that here's um we can put product placement in the ad uh, in the in the video the video is five minutes long you can watch it 10 times you know you can uh share it with people people are more likely to watch it on your facebook page people are more likely to listen you can put it on twitter facebook and youtube you know you can put like it is it's it's uh incorporated into the fabric of those platforms now that people get video content right on their phones and shit and they just watch it podcast is while it's more of a dedicated audience they have to be you got to go find it right and, and and it's taking a listening investment of you're talking even the short podcast 30 minutes to an hour a week you're talking um most of that content being the talking you might can put a live read ad people can fast forward through it you might can put uh one of those pre or post ads people can fast forward to that people can cut it off um it, it's it's just harder to monetize based on if you compare it to video my is my guess yeah i can see that and when you're a company what profit margin are you looking for to make this a worthwhile investment and depending on what their i don't know what it was but depending on what their um investment was because it could vary were they paying for people to fly out were they paying for hotels were they paying for uh were they paying for the host to go places you know um you know what was the deal with all that shit we don't know you know what did they expect to be the return on it you know if they do a live show and they quote unquote break even they might look at that as a failure as you know independent podcasters we might be like oh cool we were able to do this event and things worked out you know um so i I don't know it makes me wonder all that shit which we'll never know because we don't work there and we're not at the company but um you know it it just sucks that 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 these voices uh I, i liked that buzzfeed was doing this because i liked that there was uh by doing this i mean podcasting because i liked that there were podcasts that were supported and had ends and you know i listened to another round Mm -hmm. and i never felt any level of like these inauthentic blacks or whatever that you know Mm -hmm. people try to do you know the trap brunch black or whatever the fuck like they they just felt like two black people and i love that they had the pull because you have buzzfeed behind you to be like hillary Clinton can come on our podcast yeah and she's not going on an independent media's podcast right and when and when we're talking about something like that um let's talk about the alternatives because 
i'd rather have been and tracy be asking hillary clinton questions than the only other black space i know that she made a podcast appearance was a uh, breakfast club correct like wh- wh- who's gonna ask questions that i want to hear answered and who's gonna you know make jokes about it whether she has hot sauce in her purse or not for 30 minutes you know so um it was kind of it's kind of sad that, that that that'll be missed you know it'll be missed is what i'm trying to say yeah and, and it was one of those things where like i said i i understand what you were saying but yeah it was one of those things where they didn't have the long-term dedication uh because like i said they're looking at profit margin so for them they were like look if it don't make money it don't make sense i completely understand that but i'm like it was heartbreaking because because it was buzzfeed they had access to a lot of shit and they could interview a lot of people that in that smaller uh pieces i mean smaller podcasts would never even get considered and i mean you know you say not a long-term investment but that show started three years ago like i don't like i don't take it light like i'm not there's no bad guys here to me unless something else comes out that we find some more information where they just did them dirty there doesn't seem to be a bad guy they tried they just it's it just depends on your expectations correct you know, like and also this shit is the wild wild west they were probably learning as they were doing it mm. what how much money can we expect what are the ways to get money because if they can't get money from it they're not going to do it forever this ain't a charity I you know and if they feel like they're not getting enough money they're not going to do it because it's not a charity so you know i would be interested i don't think they'd ever tell us but i'd be interested to know how how that happened like what how'd that work out because um you know there were there was just a lot of people there that um that uh that really had voices that i thought were cool you know and i thought they got interviews with people that i was like oh i'm glad they introduced me to this and some of the topics they talked about it's kind of cool but you know like i said it kind of sucks that uh we won't be uh seeing uh the uh hopefully we'll see more but i don't know that we'll see a lot of podcasts get invested in like that by companies that allow them to have the backing to go in places that typically would not have black voices at all agreed you know so uh and i saw like the the day that this this is old news but when it got dropped people were you know like because they didn't list uh having and tracy's podcast is one of the ones or or them as employees who lost their jobs and i saw tracy had to go on twitter to be like i lost my job today too so i'm not sure why they left that out because people probably asking her like hey dog what's up yeah i don't know why you know i don't know what the inside insight to all that could be you know um but i know it's been hard to monetize podcasts because what people thought they were was gonna be like this easy cheap investment and you turn around and make all this money right and you know while you can invest get a certain amount of listeners from just calling something the buzzfeed podcast you know like and they did good jobs of promoting them i know i remember mm-hmm. i remember we talked about how they had like lists that all of a sudden buzzfeed would put out like the 17 podcasts you can't miss but then all of a sudden they would put like uh when another round just started they was already on the list it's like we don't have an episode yet oh this is y'all this is y'all's show i get it i get it this is like a this is like a smart way of snotting to add into our face a brilliant way yeah like you like you made like because i mean people were writing us getting mad like y'all not on this list and i'm like 
I don't one it's the list ain't never made no money for us right and it's the bud fees list so i understand well we didn't know at the time okay but it's like i started looking i'm like wait a minute wait a minute this show is their show um so but it turned out to be a good show oh it's a great show you know so uh that's the only one that i really listened to over there Mm -hmm. um you know i'm sure there's other ones and and whatnot that were dope but you know um yeah they had started in 2015 with another round of internet explorer they focus on race and pop culture internet culture uh but the company inked the deal with spotify to produce a new news briefing for a spotlight service buzzfeed's decision to cut its original podcasting staff comes on the heels of a similar decision made last week by the audio company panopoly uh audio originals the podcasting unit run by amazon.com's inks uh audible uh, audio books division also laid off several employees earlier this year uh like other digital media firms buzzfeed has struggled to keep pace with investor expectations amid a digital uh difficult digital advertising market last year buzzfeed missed its revenue targets by about 350 million uh oh wait i'm sorry they they missed their target of 350 million by about 15 to 20 percent okay and then they laid off about 100 employees on its advertising sales and business operations side in a recent interview with adweek buzzfeed chief revenue officer lee brown said the company was on pace to not to notch double digit revenue growth uh in a memo to staff earlier this year buzzfeed chief executive john peretti said the company posted his first nine quarter figure at the end of 2017 yeah so the thing is like they may be making money but it's just not off of podcasting correct or it's not meeting meeting the expectations they had and they were like let's just cut this money uh because you know it's not a labor of love for them right you know this is one of the benefits i do like of being independent you know um i saw people kind of you know eulogizing the the another round and buzzfeed and all that stuff and you know it was a sad day for you know to me as a podcaster it was still sad right um because their voices were important yeah and also just what uh, it's just the way i look at the world but like if it's podcast is doing well uh, especially black podcast that's better for all of us mm-hmm. you know because somebody's gonna be like oh let me go how many people found us because they were looking for something else how many people found other shows because they were listening to us like you know i i don't know man it just it just all sucks so um you know I'm, hopefully they land on their feet and they're probably already working on something bigger and better that i don't even know about yet so correct um let's see uh anything else on oh uh how about this uh mosquito apocalypse is in full effect for north carolina we have been hit by a blood sucking pest outbreak yes because our winters have been very warm and we didn't have enough cold snaps or, or snow to actually kill a lot of mosquitoes and bugs that's how they die in the winter time so since they didn't die all of them came back and uh, then we just had that flood yeah I mean, hurricane, flood, hurricane, hurricane florence is where they're saying it's coming from in this article uh it didn't hit automatically it was more gradual it took maybe three or four days after the storm passed before it got to this epidemic level i'm not even on the side of town that had the major flooding imagine how bad it could be over on that end yeah they say it just looked like clouds and mosquitoes now holy shit mosquito experts say the flood waters can cause eggs that would have otherwise laid dormant for over a year to hatch sending billions of vicious parasites into the air the ones plaguing the carolinas are called galley nippers or sorophora ciliata 
um according to entomologist michael waldenberg of uh north carolina state university the species that can be three times as large as the average mosquito and larvae that, that are known to prey on aquatic animals that are as large as tadpoles uh the females uh grow up to feed on large mammals Ooh, man climate change versus uh nature you scary good god mm-hmm. i didn't know the escalate fucking dormant for a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um white men who sleep nine hours or more each night are 71 percent greater uh, have a 71 percent greater risk of stroke what mm-hmm. you heard me okay white men be sleeping too much they start getting strokes can't you just be tired i guess it pays to be woke if you white i guess it does living your life experience Mm -hmm. uh but black men do not face a lower risk of sleeping uh for sleeping too long even appear to be offered protection by sleeping less than six hours a night what researchers followed more than sixteen thousand people age 45 and over for six years during that six years 460 of them suffered a stroke the study found white men but not women were at greater risk when they were long sleepers compared to those who got an average night's sleeps the results which found a difference in stroke rates between white and black men suggest sleep also affects people of different races differently sleeping too long may be a warning sign of health problems for white men they added it may just be part of an unhealthy sedentary lifestyle which makes men more vulnerable to strokes dr virginia howard co-authored the story and said more research is needed obviously uh in the meantime this emphasizes how important it is to be to better monitor and control cardiovascular risk factors in middle age to older people who have long sleep periods while we are often told to get more shut eye british study this year reported that nine hours of sleep raises the risk of early death by 14 percent the latest study whose participants had an average age of 64 asked people how long they slept during the weekend in the weekends the results put long sleeping white men who got nine or more hours at a 71 percent uh higher risk of stroke than male white average sleepers white women did not affect their risk of stroke regardless of how long they slept Mm-mm-mm. the study found that black men who slept less than six hours a night were about 80% less likely to later have a stroke when compared to black men who were average sleepers. So there were no black women in this study? Uh, they, they do not have anything about black women on here. Just white women, white men, and black men. We always get left out to studies. Cause all the women are white and all the blacks are men. Apparently so. Yep. Um, I guess we just so woke. They was like, y'all bitches don't sleep. Why are we studying y'all? <laughs> uh, yeah, this this protection for short sleepers is not present for black women. It says, oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> white, uh, but 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 it still didn't isolate y'all. It's like it wasn't present for black women, white men, or white women. By the way, there are no other races of people, just black and white. Right. So no. <laughs> anyway so that's, so that's it so it's just black and white like nothing else in between sound like we just need to find a way to get these white people to sleep a little longer that's all uh-huh. get these white men to sleep a little longer y'all y'all think we can maybe play them some 
lullabies or get them to read books i don't know something set their alarm clocks off get us a better world um all right let's see what else we got here i guess we can move into uh some games been chit-chatting long enough and football is on um let's see how about uh uh this yeah i guess so fuck with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the club we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody all right see who's fucking with us today uh bet Midler says women are the n-word of the world and then apologizes after receiving backlash on twitter oh that's what everybody was fussing about okay i didn't know because i kept saying this was the n-word i was like what is what is all these jokes coming from Hmm. yep uh now it's based off a song lyric or song title written by yoko ono and i think performed by one of the beatles maybe john lennon or one of them niggas i don't know um and she quoted it on twitter uh she said women are the n-word of the world raped beaten enslaved married off worked like dumb animals denied education and inheritance enduring the pain and danger of children and life in silence in for thousands of years they are the most disrespected creatures on earth Mm-mm. nope that's not it nope, that's the allyship because because we all we all the n-word until you turn around and call me a nigga uh her original tweet was paraphrasing a lennon ono song uh women is woman is the nigger of the world which appeared in the duo's 1972 album sometime in new york city uh she deleted the tweet after three hours and then tweeted an explanation for the original tweet saying i gather i have offended many by my last tweet women are the dot 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 etc like you get it guys you get what i said quote from yoko ono from 1972 which i never forget it rang true then it rings true today whether you like it or not this is not about race this is about the status of women their history so she didn't apologize mm-hmm. and she said that uh y'all need to stop tripping because it's about she why y'all making this nigger thing about race Why y'all bringing race into You think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves? To freedom! (laughs) (laughs) That was her response. That was her response. Everybody going to freedom. Um, yeah. Why y'all making this about race? Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches thieves just like flies. Look out! Here comes the Spider-Man. Yep, that's our ally, guys. Uh, then she tweeted this. The too brief investigation of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. 
angrily i tweeted without thinking my choice of words would be enraging to black women who doubly suffer both by being women and by being black i am an ally and stand with you always have and i apologize mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. that's why i don't believe in allyship just be a better human being mm. yeah I, I, I do not believe in allyship anymore like i think last year or after trump got voted in office mm. allyship just like what the, what the fuck is it it doesn't mean anything you didn't me, believe you know? in it before did no for me no i didn't so you know i, I didn't mean, like like but you know but everybody threw it around as buzzwords and i nope don't believe in it yeah just uh, be a better person yeah i think uh one she fucked up right she doubled down because this is what white women do um and she basically hits like this is what i've seen this pattern so many times on social media it's it's really scary but white women say something that offends specifically black people or black women and then they do this thing where it's like y'all not gonna bully me um y'all i said what i said type of response to which that's the part that gets me i don't care about the first one i know Mm -hmm. that i know a lot of people do i'm not saying you shouldn't that first part doesn't fucking bother me i know it there's a lot of people that just i don't even talk about no you fucked up people fuck up right. we got to a place where we act like people don't fuck up and everybody thinks they're perfect on social media and you delete and erase your fuck ups and we're supposed to act like it never happened whatever i don't like when they come back and categorize black women as these fucking bullies that's the problem i have and that's why i say oh no 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 don't tell me you an ally when right. i when 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 something happens and i'll be like hey you know that kind of offends me and instead of you checking yourself you go well fuck you then bitch but but right. a few seconds ago we was on the same boat and we was both niggas right if you had listen okay i give everybody a curve if you got one black woman mad at you well maybe you all right i don't know you know what i mean maybe that black woman's candace owens i don't know but when i see ten thousand black women in your mentions like the fuck you doing now i'm looking at you like so how you fuck up and how you gonna fix this and when your response to that is i said what i said this women is what i said nah you read all that shit and you seen black women talking to you and you went missy ann on them and was like ain't nobody finna tell me what the fuck i can and can't say somebody bent your ear at some point got to you because your blood got hot that's why you responded fast right away somebody got in your ear whether it was a friend or dm or someone pr person somebody got a hold because because she might be an ally like i'm not trying to take it away from her she might have people in her circle that hit her up and said baby what you doing and then she came back and was like my bad y'all i fucked up uh i I am an ally i'm sorry and you know ally is a word but it's work so it's not like anybody's gonna believe her right now at this point anyway and she may have put in work and i just don't know and i'm ignorant to it and i'm not like to me this ain't even about whether or not she's an ally nope to me it's about the same pattern that happens over and over again like how many white women gonna play victim they fall the victim so fast well it's just like y'all would not silence me it's like i'm silencing your racism like this isn't me putting tape on your mouth this is me putting my fingers to your lips and going shh that's all we're saying shh bad no you don't know what you're talking about. I was rooting for you. It's a lot of niggas that love you. Shh. Also, this shit seems to come up like at least once every three years. Someone famous and- quotes that fucking song, which for the record, 
no black women were involved in the making of that fucking song so you telling me it's a song does nothing for me nobody gave them motherfuckers permission to use that shit like this is their idea and this is one of the problems that people have when it comes to like white liberals and shit when people are like we don't think you automatically get it or are on our side just because we have some interest in voting together or we have some interest in certain political causes together we know that's not the same as you truly understanding what it is to be black because you have moments like this like you so woke and so liberal that essentially you want to use the n-word women are the real niggas like what 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 are you talking about and and my thing that we talked about this and something else that just frustrated me was that I I do understand with the Kavanaugh, with it, if I'm Kavanaugh, his, yeah, his thing came, coming out and him getting voted in. Um, I understand there are a percentage of white women that 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 don't fuck with him, ain't never fucked with him. But I was frustrating is that now is the time that all these angry white women are coming out to woodworks that actually they they're they they voted for trump but now you're mad <laughs> you know you you voted for trump and put this nigga in office and now you mad like I, I don't understand that concept i would like to see the venn diagram of that that's all i don't know what those because i this so there's this thing that people have been doing since the 53 percent to which basically we've extrapolated 53 to 100 percent and i don't think it's fair to be honest i think a lot of these white women are heartbroken a lot of these white women are hurt a lot of these white women believed in america in some type of way that they they are now being awoken to the fact that it is not what you thought it was and it can get so much worse than you fucking thought it could um and a lot of them did support hillary clinton and they did vote for uh for democrats and shit and they weren't team bernie and all that shit there's a lot of white women that basically uh welcome to the club you know no no i'm not trying to say it pejoratively or meanly but hey this is america this is the fuck we've been talking about and some of them like it took it's people keep making it seem like it's this one thing it's not it's been a war of attrition and there we're not even two years into this motherfucker's presidency and they watched an erosion of just rights and all this shit and there's an and there's a feeling of helplessness there's an um uh impotence that we all have that we feel sometimes and for them not for us for some of them this is new to them correct you can tell that they're feeling these things for the first time that's being wrapped up in that bubble of privilege going oh my god i can't believe this and then it's a oh my gosh the system has failed me like 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 they're going through this this thing that niggas have been going through forever but attributing it to trump voters i don't necessarily agree with that because the trump voters i've seen don't really seem to be distraught or let down they thought they were okay with this i've been seeing too many white women trump voters talk about i scared for my son and this is what we need and thank god for that man to help get kavanaugh in they don't care about rape culture they, they voted for a rapist they yes. voted for a pussy grabber this not a surprise to them none of this is they were having sex scandals and they fucking at white house administration like every three weeks none of this is a surprise they've had white beaters all this shit so i don't think that that any of them are i think there's a 
very small percentage of republican white women who just now had to come to jesus moment nah the problem is as with all whiteness you're gonna be complicit because you white you really can't like white supremacy is what it is it's like i'm a man i'm complicit in patriarchy it's not whether i want to be or not that shit doesn't even fucking matter but the the, the the nature of the world is i can't exist without being some level of complicit but i do find that the emotional state that most of us are in after these moments like this we lash out at everybody agreed you know like i've been trying not to like i said out yesterday i'm not engaging these non-voter mm-hmm. proud to be apathetic voter motherfuckers i'm not even engaging them mm-hmm. because at that point it's my fault the right. same way that i don't have anything to say about these white women that had their hearts broken right now because i have been had my heart broken for a long time and and i'm not looking at them like thank god you too bitch i'm glad you nah misery loves company and a lot of motherfuckers are miserable and that's why they picking at these motherfuckers right now mm-hmm. as opposed to like all this we gotta have alliances and all this shit like no that we gonna build this this blue wave and shit like it, if it gets built it's gonna be the individual motivations of a group of people collectively coming together because there is no together Mm-mm. you know we have not felt together with white people if, even as liberal white people forever we have not felt like and i don't expect them to get it i'm not even asking them to get it that's a pipe dream that people have some some might I'm not saying it's impossible but just in general the expectation for me is zero i said it is zero i'd rather be surprised come on um but yeah these white women are hurting because they this there's we can't talk about this stuff when we talk about sexual assault and then act like it skips over white women white women get sexually assaulted too yes they do you know they watched a bunch of people confirm a a guy who's been accused of rape Mm -hmm. you know um well i even i take it even further what it says about our society that the only thing we can hem this dude up on is sexual assault is that's sad as fuck that's sad because the dude has a bunch of other problems before you get to drinking or sexual assault with just his point of view and the way he talks and his temperament he is not fit for office but he's going to be confirmed as a fuck you you know to 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 all of us you know he's going to be he's confirmed because of that so um i don't know that it's as much about um i i don't know i don't get off on these white women suffering Mm -mm. i I think some people do agree agree i've seen it no, great. Yeah, I'm not getting off on it because I know that hurt is real and I know that pain is real. I am not dismissing that at all. But to go back to the beginning of the story, your hurt and pain does not, when you do shit like that, people right. go, well, bitch, I don't give a fuck about your hurt and pain. You bought me into something. You didn't, you could have phrased your pain in another way. What I'm saying, while I have empathy for these people, I guess what I'm saying to me is a little more, pessimistic than even what other folks are saying because what i'm saying is a person like bet miller is probably the good white woman yeah that is the good one they're fucked up that's what it is you know just like the good man is still gonna have some some fuck shit about him because we good but we men we, we we too much of the world has been catered towards us for us to completely escape un unblemished and un you know compromised it's too it's impossible so i don't even try to put put, put that out there but 
you know there's men that are allies that are also fucked up on some level on something there would be something that some woman somewhere would be like nah he told me blank one day you know what i mean so i feel like that's kind of the um the made the big thing here is like she probably didn't i'm pretty sure bet miller ain't vote for no fucking trump Mm-mm. you know and i'm sure she was incensed that kavanaugh made it mm-hmm. um i've seen women share their stories of sexual assault now m- many popular famous women now that hadn't hadn't even talked in the me too movement are now coming out like yo this thing happened to me now um it this was a societal moment but it was one largely of impotence because what did we say when it started he's going to get confirmed right i was like what the fuck are right because my whole thing was this they was never going to do this investigation people got mad they pretended to do investigation right up to that nobody said they fucking vote was going to change and then doing the investigation they turned around and was like we only gonna do a week and then them fbi started investigating they they kind of snapped them off no no don't cut don't go so far and then a lot of his um what you call that his decisions and shit like that were never made open to the public you know they behind the wall so people can't go through and read the, the his fucking decisions on a lot of shit you can go find out but you can't like actually read what he said um and it's when he called the fucking questions about this uh conspiracy from the clintons like this he's a scumbag he's a piece of he's not fit for office in the way that trump's not fit for office but yet possession is nine tenths of the law so they have office right and once he get in ain't no vote now that's yeah y'all might as well stop that and it is frustrating it is frustrating i i understand that frustration i understand how you can fuck up because you're frustrated i'm not like agree I, I just i don't know man i'm just not interested in being part of the like crowd that like we get angry because we're angry about other shit and we're taking out on each other or whatever and i'm also not interested in being anybody's whipping boy and forgiving motherfuckers for shit where they where i can i everybody has seen this mistake over and over again and we're just tired of it i'm more tired than i am angry i'm i feel like people i feel like people get angry but but it's really because we're tired we're just tired of the same shit right right and and there's nothing you can do about it until it's time to vote and a lot of motherfuckers will tell you they're not even about to do that so now i'm like i like like i said i've i've wanted to in my heart of hearts yesterday i was gonna spend a lot of the day venting about these fucking i'm still not voting don't don't blame my apathy the system made me apathetic i i just i literally i took a deep breath and i said i'm not doing that because i know what i'm really mad at is the fact that people let this happen and that this is happening and it's been it's been like a snowball rolling down a hill and now it's an avalanche and it's upon us and i i personally can't take the dissenting opinions right now um and i'm just not i'm trying to engage in what i find to be important um at the moment you know what i mean but nobody get a pass Mm-mm. you know like i'm not a bit huge bet midler fan or whatever i just don't care that she fucked up i also don't care that she apologized um you know i her calling herself an ally that's a work thing that's not you don't get to really 
tell me what the fuck kind of ally you are we'll see if that's true she could have fucking took all the black kids to school and paid for everybody college for the last 20 years i don't fucking know i just don't care in the way the things that i know of you are this tweet and beaches or whatever the fuck so like come on like you got to do better um and and again it's good that she apologized because uh what we skip over all the time with these is that a lot of times people don't even do that Mm-mm. they white women will walk around tina Fey. they will walk around and say y'all black women victimize me until their fucking grave meanwhile they've been just antagonistic and all that shit but i guess i'm just so tired of seeing it i don't know i don't want to give it too much of my attention Ooh, i guess we just did but anyway point being um she fucked up zero to a hundred how you feel oh uh yeah she fucked up she 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 gets a hundred because like you say it's it's a circle it's a yeah. cycle and also me being a black woman knowing the history between black women and white women you know it's one of the things was like but you don't get a pass like i don't, I don't give a fuck i don't care you know like I'm, i hate to be like that like no you know because you know you go back and you think about it and you're like oh word it's like uh i know everybody learns at different times i know everybody gets uh awoke at different times and i know uh life is a learning process um and i do have compassion and i do have empathy and sympathy i really do but like you said it's a cycle I, the fuck up everybody fuck up I'm, I'm cool with you fucking up the response is what gets on my nerves and that response maybe go oh fuck you bitch you know then you come back oh i'm really really sorry this time okay we will see you know and so like i said the relationship there i'm like people make errors people make mistakes i fuck up cool but your response makes people respond to you different ways and particularly being a black woman i'm so fucking tired of all, every time we get mad or angry or upset anytime we get agitated it's us being the aggressor regardless of if our anger is valid or not we're the aggressor you fucked up I pointed out I'm the fucking problem get out of here with that they will turn black women into white men so fast cause they basically the playbook for white women is I'm the victim and when it's with white men you know it's like well yeah cause white men have this patriarchy and systemic oppression blah blah that y'all are y'all are dealing with from them but as soon as it's like a black woman t- says like nah what you just did like don't touch my hair that's fucked up it's oh my god how could you do something so mean to me you know and that's what she tried to hit you with that first response you know mm-hmm. um and then the thing with the ally comment and the third response and the apology I like I said i i can't take or give i don't give a fuck about the ally thing is so blown out of proportion at this point it says something more to me that you tried to evoke it there you know what i mean like i and i get it it could be true this is not even saying it's not true it could be true but you evoking it in this like i fucked up y'all but i'm an ally so remember like i got your back it's like no what we're telling you is you clearly did not have our back what what we're telling you is that somehow in this subsection of you caping for women and saying that women's oppression is as bad as black people's oppression you somehow forgot black people can be women and women can be black people that's all and 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 i think you know appropriate response could have been like yo i fucked up and my bad and it won't happen again 
and i do recognize it's twitter so nobody's gonna really forgive anybody i, I get that you know it's still gonna be a right. thousand responses a bitch i would have been more understanding to that. but but i just feel like for the most part i'm more fucked with by the entire state of the country right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and i can mm-hmm. i can identify with her anger there i can identify with that but i and i and i think a lot of the anger she's experiencing is that we're really mad at the country agree you know like it's such a cycle it's just such a cycle man but yeah she she fucked up in a hundred the whole thing made me just feel fucked with um yeah. let me go to the next session real quick oh no problem man going back to some of the things we said before nobody gets canceled she'll be all right mm-hmm. she'll, she'll, she'll be just fine you know everything could keep trucking every, every everything will keep going whatever route or way that it's going um and like i said my thing is like i said for me uh because of the relationship and you know uh particularly when white women act like we're the problem when i'm going well you know we have no power you actually have power over us to be told right they try to flip the dynamic like it's like how dare y'all do this to poor me yeah it's their playbook it's what they do it's it's why it's so frustrating you know Uh, someone like bet miller trying to act like because what she basically did is i'm not gonna say who's telling me to shut the fuck up what i'm gonna do is say no one should tell a woman to shut the fuck up you know i saw somebody anyway i don't want to get into too many of these but just in general i think a lot of us are mad and a lot of us are rightfully mad at white women in general so you're getting that you know because like you motherfuckers truly betrayed everything that y'all said about this country right but at the same time there's a lot of white women that felt betrayed i've you know people are gonna make it seem like this is me trying to cape but i'm really not i swear to god this is just the facts and at some point it has to be addressed that there are white people that are hurt uh white women not really the men not that many men but white women that are hurt because they really didn't think that this hands made tail shit was gonna be real like come on they they really thought that their friends and all them were in some sort of cahoots because i don't think i think white people are so privileged and so comfortable that they think they're on the same page a lot of them walk you know they walk into these these rooms and they don't talk about politics the way that when you're black politics comes up because you're black right and you're just not gonna escape it because it's just like we like if you black and you somehow slip into being a republican you can never bring that shit up around no niggas ever right but when you're a white woman and you are um democrat or whatever a lot of white women that are republican and shit will pretend they'll kick it with you because white people are their privilege has allowed them to be above the politics quote unquote yeah, white people are the only people that walk around saying it's just politics right do you talk to them about voting i'm not telling you who i'm voting for they, yeah they'll, they'll break it down like 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 that that's fucking personal no i i'm not gonna talk about that they live in a fucking glass house of an illusion like it's just an illusion they think they're closer than they are right and then you know they go to church together that's why they said all that shit after 2016 well i'm still going to thanksgiving and i'm not gonna let my parents because you're white you can do that and so a lot of white women thought they were in a coalition that was never a coalition Mm -mm. and they they've been like i think they were shocked when hillary didn't win Mm -hmm. and they was real shocked when they looked at them fucking numbers and was like it was us it was y'all nigga it was y'all now for us as black people we felt uh confirmation 
we, we like, always felt like that right we were sitting around like bitch i told you it was y'all too we've been telling y'all it's y'all too you know like a lot of us was doing that but it's been two years at this point you know um and i'm just hoping that all this hurting shit these motherfuckers are gonna take it to the boat to the voting boo but more importantly see. more importantly than that a lot of them need to be addressing their fellow white women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's the part that i don't think is getting done no it is not like what are y'all doing to make it not be 53 percent next time because i don't feel like it's gonna not be 53 percent again i think it'll be 53 percent in 2016 uh, 2018 and 53 percent in 2000 no and you know what uh what you need to do is have a public facebook group not a private one a public facebook group where y'all talk about this shit not one you put behind this extra sequel special that you got to vote somebody in because you don't want nobody you don't want your family and friends to know how you really feel yeah so that's the part that gets to me is just you know i outspoken white woman like Beth miller like whatever the fuck like that's her she fucked up she'll be fine but it's all the white women that are underspoken that feel uncomfortable about this shit but think i'll just go vote and it'll take care of itself and it's like it won't like y'all gotta be motivated you know like beyond uh just the hats and shit and and to the for the record um a lot of these marches these women marches and these candidates they've done good work um it's easy to say they haven't because you know pejorative like these white women in pussy hats what people don't talk about these pussy hat marches they register people to vote and to me that's a solution that's a step in the right direction it's not the solution it's a solution it's part of the it's part of what's helping um so they do things that i do find to be constructive i just you know and and as as a non-woman you know in a non um you know uh survivor of sexual assault you know i don't want to just dismiss like how that shit must have felt man it had to suck you know like just because we knew what was gonna happen don't mean it didn't hurt and i think that's why everybody was mad yesterday oh yeah yeah i understand and so a lot of the stuff i talk about on the podcast i don't even talk about a lot of that shit online like it's just it's just not worth the engagement and worth the stupidity that actually comes along with it like nope i'm not engaging like ignorant people and dumb people and people don't want to be loud for the sake of being loud yeah gather your own real talk you got to gather your own on this because i see like these white women walk around with you know uh trump hats and fucking guns and all this shit and getting famous off the backs of being a blonde white woman who says that and i'm like where's the opposition i mean we know the 53 percent, but where's the whatever 47 percent? i know it's lower than that but you know what i mean where's the 42 percent or whatever the fuck i mean because essentially what we're talking about is you got a one out of two chance of walking into a white woman that uh is not just overtly racist just overtly toxically aggressively racist that's what we have and in that 53 percent, the real scary part the real scary part they're not all just no tooth having Mm-mm. maga hat wearing a lot of them are just like i'm a christian woman i believe that everybody is equal i don't see race but y'all are killing babies when you have abortions and i just can't vote for somebody that let that's what they believe shit like that they would never call you a nigga to your face Mm-mm. ever a lot of them don't even really fuck with trump's racism right they will go along with racism to get the things that they think are valuable and to me that is much worse 
much i'd rather you think i was a nigger and call me a nigger to my motherfucking face than to be like i'm not racist but i'm just okay with this racist person making decisions for the country as long as i think some of my agendas will benefit from it that shit is the scary part so yeah i i don't like it's just hard to trust it's just hard to trust right now and like i said we'll see what's up in this voting booth and you know bet miller hit on all that shit at the same time so that's why she got a hundred because i i low low key i don't not to be mean i don't know her if you know what i'm saying like i don't Same. really fuck with her music i don't fuck yeah with her i mean i know she around i know people love her but no, i know she's I a big deal yeah i don't there's really a, follow her like that i'm sure there's a ton of black people that fuck with her heavy mm-hmm. i'm not even i'm not about to rip, rip reach it to her hyperbole and call her untalented and shit that like you know how people do when they get mad oh, yeah, i have nothing, nothing to say about that woman on the average day except your ass need to stop quoting lyrics from 1972 to a song that no niggas nobody that could say the word nigga was involved in your nigga song come on stop saying it everybody why can't they just put this on why is there not a memo or something this should never happen but it's gonna happen again within a year or two um let's see what else happened um oh <laughs> what the Bel Air PD hires an officer who shot Tamir Rice nobody gets canceled how can you just go back to the same lane and what like not even like security or something just a police officer again because they were never charged right i think yeah i think he never was charged right so was. as long as they never were charged they could go to other but you would just places you would work. just think another place would be they would google your name and be like hold up eric smith where do i know this name from two things a not if they think you didn't do nothing wrong and then b look at the administration we have they would say it was right they don't give a fuck about people protesting yeah here's the thing they hired them because they were the people that shot eric uh tamir rice they literally said the police chief said he hired lowman and smith he said he believes both men deserve second chances smith is still under investigation by the ohio attorney general's office for allegedly misusing a statewide computer system for law enforcement so both of these motherfuckers have fucked up one of them killed tamir rice which apparently is on the same level to this police chief as misusing the computer system because they don't think they did nothing wrong uh yeah november 2014 four years ago he did this and now he's working as a police officer again <sighs> Mm-mm. keep in mind loman didn't even get fired by the by the cleveland police until 2017 because they keep you on board through your trial and then as soon as everything's over and there no no charges are coming that's when they cut your ass Mm -hmm. which tells me he ain't fit to be in the fucking police force and something must have happened y'all don't want him to boycott a cop no more 
I, if everything's okay everything he did was fine why the fuck is he not on the street for three years and then you cut him as soon as they're like okay we're not filing any more charges that's it uh he's clear to any and all wrongdoing he was never charged over and done with Seth flanagan yeah they gotta keep that good old boys network up because they don't want the fraternity or orders of the police on their asses keep in mind the dude had a checkered police record before he shot tamir rice According to published reports, Independence Deputy Chief Jim Polak wrote in Lowman's personnel file that he was weepy and distracted during firearms training. He allegedly told Polak that he was having trouble with his girlfriend at the time, but the deputy went further in his statements about Lowman's competence. He could not follow simple directions, could not communicate clear thoughts nor recollections, and his hand-going performance was dismal. He recommended that he should leave the department. I do not believe time nor training will be able to change or correct the deficiencies he said he lacked maturity to continue working for the independence department he also failed an exam administered by the maple heights ohio police department published reports indicate he failed to disclose that in his application to the cleveland police department and this guy goes he need a second chance nigga this like five chances even his second chance is born on third base what the fuck you're gonna fuck around and fuck up there too and y'all gonna be on plastered across the news <laughs> oh man alright 100 for me you Mm-hmm. same alright um <laughs> last one a all white panel at hashtag aw new york addresses the lack of diversity in corporate america that sounds about white <laughs> it's white familiar yes it is as a refrain is w is hashtag aw new york not for ad week is it stands for all white i don't know what that i don't know what that means ad week advertising week uh yeah um they had a bunch of sessions and stuff they had one panel titled ceo action for diversity and inclusion focused on fostering dni solutions within corporate culture uh during discussion the panelists addressed a wide range of issues including gender inequality charlottesville lgbtq rights and implicit bias the only problem however was a blatant lack of ethnic diversity among the all-white panel now now to that anybody up there i don't know did you have any lgbtq people represented too well i don't know that we would necessarily know that by looking or not looking i mean no 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 i'm not Um, don't know that but but like if y'all gonna talk about these yeah things if they didn't have any brown people it's safe to assume they may have had some other spots that they were not um informed on agreed yeah i know what you're trying to say i'll just say there's no way i can't look at this panel and be oh like, yeah no 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 that no, no. nigga gay or whatever i don't know no 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 i'm not saying that but odds are- also could have been still don't matter still doesn't change the problem that it's you know who are on the panel though i can look at there are at least uh two people that identify as women on the panel so you know what i mean this your panel that's what you got um did anybody ask them it reminds me of when i worked for this company and we had the corporate taboo uh meeting right and it was like hey they're gonna, we're gonna bring you downstairs and you're gonna be able to ask any question you want to about the company and we're gonna answer it honestly because transparency is what matters here at our company i said okay all right so we go downstairs we go to the meeting everybody's asking questions and to be honest, most of them are asking pretty whack questions, you know. Mm-hmm. See, if um, it don't matter, that's what they think they're going to get the most notes meeting because they know most people don't care. 
they have what seems to be canned answers in my opinion for the most part pre pre pre-written answers so they said finally you know i had some questions from the audience in my session and um you know a couple people asked questions and then i finally i raised my hand and was like yeah i have a question um what what are y'all gonna do about diversity among the management of this company um because as a black person that was working in a cubicle when i walk by all these offices i don't ever see any black people in them um and at that time we only had one black manager at the company and this company was huge this is not some like in my building we were the headquarters here in america and like i said one black person um and so uh when they answered my question y'all know what they said that's a good question we have because the company was headquartered in uh in copenhagen they're like we actually just hired our first american uh as part of our management team to you know corporate head so you know he's our chief financial officer he's a white man we also have diversity where we are hiring more women managers uh and it was all white women um and then next question right and every black person in the meeting looked at me when i asked that question as if to say don't ask that question and then every black person intently listened to that answer because they all fucking cared right so they can they can kiss my ass with that whole don't ask you wanted to know they said we could ask anything they fired me after this fuck it like what the what am i supposed to do i asked a question they fired me and then the last thing was they all noticed when they didn't answer the question about black people so that's to confirm your suspicions that they don't give a fuck that's to confirm my suspicions that diversity to them is not diversity to me Mm-mm. two two different definitions of diversity their diversity is we got some blondes we got some brunettes we got some redhead white people we got some women some white people curl, some of your hair is curly right we got some women white people we got some white people from california some white people from texas we got all kinds of diversity of white people but in this room at the top it need to be white people um when asked about the lack of diversity on the panel uh shuler shuler uh told black enterprise shout out to black enterprise for being there because that's why we y'all in the room so y'all can ask the questions because no white person was gonna ask uh afterward said that both she and her partner who happens to be a black man why wasn't he there uh, who knows what her partner does i don't know i don't know if she meant her partner is her married like her husband or boyfriend or if they meant partner is her business i don't know what that means uh were aware of the glaring oversight certainly it was not lost on me in fact my husband said oh so it's her husband said he was watching via live stream and he was like do you guys know you're all white and she said it's something we need to work on she admitted that working in corporate in a corporate diversity inclusion role and being married to an african-american has helped her make her more aware of situations where minority voices are missing we're all white and we're talking about diversity she said very matter of factly that's why i think this is a journey and we're not there we're not even close to being there but it's about recognizing it and saying what we can do differently next time
i don't know man this is whack no niggas for real zero come on come on man yeah i I definitely want to hear it i I don't and it's advertising week in a year where we watch papa john fall to the bottom because of the people representing them and the lack of diversity in their thought process and and in the same year we watch rihanna sell you everything short of a car and that bitch is making all the money she's selling lipstick she's selling draws nike got kaepernick and immediately hit the six billion dollar company mark like Come on. what how is there no black people on this panel no brown people on this panel uh yeah you you, you have brown people selling everything underneath the sun and y'all going nope that's why they version of diversity still ain't it still ain't really much better because their version of diversity is still white people make all the decisions but hey at least we got some black people who are in the office in their cubicles with us that's not really diversity I don't you can't hold a decision making role you can't hold a role that i would never step off a stage and say you can have my seat i would never do that right because any one of them could have sent a brown person that was qualified and say you know what i've been by you go speak on my behalf and you think there would be some self-preservation mechanism within you that would make you walk up to the panel realize everybody else on that bitch was white and be like oh i'm actually not gonna be on the panel guys why not man you would book uh you know what it just don't look right y'all have a good time and when they be like be like, be like you know what i just realized i had something else scheduled at this time right when they hit me up later and be like what rod you were scheduled to be on that panel why weren't you on there i'll just be like man i went up there saying it was about to be all white people and was and like we gonna get fried point? like i don't want to get fried that's the real truth um all right we've been going for a while here um what time let me see what we're looking at two hours wow uh you know what no guess the race today i'm just gonna sort ratchetness and get the fuck out of here we'll play more games tomorrow um all right wasn't sort of ratchet the sound effect uh boom i'd have looked at that said go Ooh, look mighty white o'clock up there i'm, I'm gonna mm. go ahead and step on that room to the left yeah i'm i'm good on that uh carson city man attacked the accuser of attack with japanese style sword uh 33 year old carson city man has been arrested on charges accusing him of attacking another man with a japanese style sword the nevada appeals court said joel Oquiza attacked the man monday at a residence at north carson street causing severe damage to his hand he was booked on suspicion of battery with a deadly weapon and mayhem possession of a deadly weapon and drawing a deadly weapon in a threatening manner he was held on $63,000 bail. Ooh, cool. Ooh. They're getting serious about it. It's not clear if he has a lawyer or will be appointed one pending court appearance. So, all right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have more fun, I'm sure. Uh, I gotta look on my Google calendar, but it's either Monday or Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday that JL Covan will be a guest on the show. Okay. And promoted his new album, Thoughts and Prayers and uh yeah can't wait to uh catch up with him and see what the hell that dummy's into uh i'm sure he'll be saying a bunch of crazy stuff that's just burning bridges in the in his uh in his in his uh industry uh all right man until then uh i love you i love you too Mwah. <laughs>